0: It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Another big weekend of Scottish football With three games today and three tomorrow St Mirren, Comarnock, Livingston, St Johnson And Hamilton, Dundee United Make up your Saturday offering Then it's over to the European reps With Rangers off to Motherwell And Celtic hosting Hibs I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this afternoon Alex Ray, Gordon DL
2: and Hugh Kevins Check today's numbers Five of the bottom six in action Three points separate seventh place from twelfth And the weather's perfect for swings and roundabouts
3: Yeah, looking forward to it today, Gordon. I think we've got a great weekend of football. Bottom three kick-off today It's important to get results Get three points on the board Let's not get carried away We're early into the season But you always want to get the A points on the board And then we'll look at the top five tomorrow
4: Yeah, two good days, Gordon You've got three games today I'm looking forward to the St Mirren-Kamalak uh, game You know, some good uh, players there as well We've got livingston Stone, bottom Looking to try and get three points And you've got an opportunity for Aki's To turn over Dundee United
1: And Hugh Kevens against the backdrop of... European performances the other night Some good, some bad Celtic and Rangers making it through And of course the ongoing situation That that we're all up against in every aspect of our lives Never mind football And that ongoing fear for the lower league clubs especially And and where we go from here with regards to our game
2: Yeah, I read a disturbing one this morning, Gordon That uh, stated that the clubs in the lower leagues If they fail to finish their season If they start and then fail to finish it Could be punished with fines how do you, exactly do you go I about finding people who have no money in the first place? So <laughs> Scottish football has got to be more sympathetic. The focus has got to be on placing pressure on government sources to allow people back into football grounds which have been deep cleaned, which are biosecure bubbles, which are the safest places you can go to. You can sit in the pub and watch the game but you can't sit... In an antiseptically clean football stadium And watch it In reduced numbers Unfair On
1: the pitch it's been a bit of a mixed bag This Mm -hmm. weekend Gordon Rangers cruised through Celtic left it late and got through And then a bit of a um, Perhaps a step up in quality A step too far For the likes of Motherwell and Aberdeen
3: Yeah, two good results for uh, Rangers and Celtic Yes, differently I thought Rangers were terrific Uh, Celtic got there in the end but it's about getting through, gone. Because if you look, and we were chatting about it, Motherwell's best performance for a long, long time came on Thursday night, and they lost three nil. So it's about getting through. Yes, I I heard about the phone in last night, and Celtic fans on criticism. I cannot grasp this at all. Neil Lennon must go. They're having a go. At players were early into season. Let's not panic.
4: Yeah I thought Rangers were excellent Gordon, they passed up some real opportunities uh, for Phil Willem to score I thought Alan McGregor was absolutely top drawer and when you look at the performance of Ryan Kent You know he's come back this season, he was a bit inconsistent at times last year He's added numbers to his game and he's very much the, the form player in Scotland at the moment Celtic done what they had to do and when you actually look at the implications Hugh in terms of the coefficient, that's us up to 12 now We get a good result next, weekend, uh, sorry, next Thursday for both the old firm then there's a possibility Then it's automatically Into the group stages So there's post- a lot of positives Gordon
1: Yep we'll take a look back On those games A bit later on in the show But it is Saturday afternoon We've got 3 o'clock kickoffs. So let's go around the grounds Find out team news From Paisley first Let's go St Mirren Against Like Here's Stephen Mill
5: Good Afternoon everyone Welcome along And it is no wins In 5 for St Mirren And 4 straight defeats For the home side there's was a 2-1 loss at Tannadice last time out for Jim Goodwin's men. Lauren Shanklin making his return and obviously scoring last week. Richard Tate was sent off as well, meaning he obviously misses out today. I make it three changes for St Mirren. Out goes Lamal, Tate and Obika. In come Anik, Durnas and Murray. And the lineup like this is Jack Annick and goals in Shognessy, McCarthy, Foley, Fraser, McGrath, Erohon, Durnas, McPherson, Erwin and Junior Murray. There's only six on the bench for St Mirren today as well. Meanwhile, the visitors arrive in Paisley on the back of a victory. At home to Hamilton last week and three points today could take them into the top six Eamon Brophy was ordered off last weekend as well and he is the only player who is not starting today that started last week just the one change so it's Rodgers and goal then Millen, Broadfoot, Finlay and Waters Power and Dicker, Tishbola Burke, Kilty and Cabamba up front for Kelly today it is 10th versus 7th it is gloriously sunny in Paisley a very warm day the pitch is looking perfect it should be a good one here
1: Uh, building up to kick off there in Paisley let's hear from Jim Goodwin going into that one
6: I think it's always important to put things in perspective you know of the the last four games um, you know losing to Celtic and Hibs is uh, no great shame you know the the Dundee United and the St Johnston game um, we feel that we need to do better in those ones but we've got a chance on Saturday against a a good Kilmarnock team to to try and get a positive scoreline and and get some more points on the board you know they're they're very well organised they don't you know they don't get too far away from their four four two or four five one. I know that Brophy will be a big loss to them, but um, you know we'll wait and see what they decide to do, who they're going to bring in to replace him.
1: Uh, Alex, it's been a good it was a good start, I should say, for Saint Mirren, and then after that one draw followed by four consecutive defeats, uh, finishing up with that defeat against Dundee United last week. So. It's far too early to really worry about the table Or points totals really Because everyone's so tight Everyone's so bunched together and But clearly a run of five Without a win in four consecutive defeats That's something Jim Goodwin will be hoping to fix
4: Yeah and he'll be trying to do that today Gordon I think the fact that they lost Shaughnessy Which was a key player And then they obviously lost Al- nick as well To uh, Corona You know he uh, had to step out Had all the problems with the goalkeeping issue Tate's now out as well haven't got a red card So he would preferably had the guys in their teams But they have to get uh, back up to winning ways soon
1: yeah, I mean, Hugh Keevans, when you don't fill the bench, that causes people to uh, maybe raise eyebrows. Um, Tate is obviously suspended. There is still six substitutes there, though, and some people would say, you know, how many do you need? But, but when you, you know, it's a common theme. When you see the bench not fill, um, it
2: always draws your attention to it. Well is the manager trying to make a statement to someone I I would hope not I think Jim Goodwin's a more down to earth man than that He's simply unable to bring anyone uh, Who's not in the biosecure bubble Onto the bench So six is plenty for me Uh, If things are going wrong And you get a choice of any one of six players That'll be enough Um, Looking at the threat that Kilmarnock will pose this afternoon Nicky Cabamba obviously
1: um, has been the, the sort of main threat For Kilmarnock So far this season How, how do you see the game Going overall?
4: Uh, listen I think Kilmarnock Starting to have a little bit of form uh, St Mirren are clearly struggling but uh, When you look at their form You look at Kabamba. For me he would start every week You know he brings a presence He's got a goal in him he uh, compliments the wide guys of uh, Kilty and Buck uh, In the middle of the park They've got the three strong guys So I think it'll be a tough afternoon for uh, St Mirren But they'll be looking to try and get the three points at Mirren. You have to win your home games
1: hey Gordon, Cabamba's got three goals himself this season He obviously won the penalty mm-hmm. against Celtic um, Showing the, the type of threat that he can pose How much um, will the game hinge on how Jim Goodwin's side handle him?
3: Yeah, I think uh, tactically it'll be very interesting um, I think St Mirren do need a win You got a bit of confidence but Kilmarnock, the one thing you've got to say about them, Gordon, is if you look at them, they know their formation, they know their jobs, their responsibilities. That's why I think Kilmarnock are a decent side, especially this season. I think they're going along there in seventh place. I fancy them strongly today yeah. to beat St Man. I really do. Because I just think that, like Jim, you look at question marks, for instance... A beaker for me, I think, is a very good centre forward and a very good threat, especially at home yep. when you're needing the result. But he's went with Erwin; he could have went with two. But I just think Kamara are a more settled team. I, th- I think you're right through the spine. When you look at Broadfoot, you look at Finlay you know, regular
4: guys, and then you've got that midfield of power. Uh, Shibot, Tishbola and uh, Dicker You know mm-hmm. those, that's solid But they're strong as well And then you've obviously got Kabamba leading the line
2: The one thing in Jim Goodman's favour Is get Jack Anik back You know so It's a bonus without yeah, a doubt Because uh, you know, he started the season brilliantly didn't yeah, he Yeah Outstanding goalkeeper um, I, I wouldn't blame Bobby's Lamal For anything that happened While he was on loan at the club But It is the Biggest encouragement of all To know that the, the goalkeeper That you trust implicitly is back there between the post
1: Well history tells you It's usually a tight fixture More than one goal margin in it, just once In the last 11 meetings Between the sides So we'll keep an eye on that As the day progresses I don't know if Stephen Mills is in for a low scoring affair or not We certainly hope not uh, Let's go to the Tony Macaroni Arena Livingston against St Johnston And Fraser Wishart Is keeping an eye on that one
7: I am and it could be A low scoring one here as well Because neither, neither team Is playing particularly well In recent weeks And uh, you were talking earlier on it's Still early in the season but as we approach the end of the first round of games the table begins to take shape round about 10, 11, 12 games and these two teams are in desperate need of a win Livingston of course bottom of the table only one win this season and much was expected of them this season they signed a lot of new players especially a lot of foreign players but just hasn't quite worked for them and this will be a game I think they'll be targeting for a win their problem has been conceding goals 14 so far is the worst in the premiership which is not like them they've been very strong in recent seasons at the back very hard to beat and that's what they've made a their, their foundation of their good form in the last two seasons and they'll find it hard against St Johnston but St Johnstone have the worst scoring record in division only four goals in eight games and their last five games have ended 1-0 unfortunately for St Johnston, four of them were defeats and their only win was against St Merne, so they will also be seeing this as a good opportunity to get back on track it's so tight at the bottom a couple of wins for any side in the bottom half can lift them up the table at this stage of the season the team news, for Livingston, they've changed formation to a 4-2-3-1 and made two changes. Forrest and Robinson are in. Kieran Brown and Craig Sybil are out. So they go with Robbie McCrory in goals. Nicky Devlin, Effie Ambrose, John Guthrie and Julian Serrano at the back sitting two in the midfield Marvin Bartley and Jason Holt with Alan Forrest Scott Pittman and Scott Tiffany behind Scott Robinson as the lone striker Max Stryek Aaron Taylor-Sinclair Jack Fitzwater Jack McMillan Craig Sibold Lars Lokic, Matty Poplatnik Steve Lawson and Kieran Brown are the substitutes and a lot of changes for St Johnson the recent form has not been great as I said they've got four players out Weatherspoon, Hendry Gordon and Parrish are all out with Clark O'Halloran, Conway and Davidson coming in it's a 4-1-4-1 formation Xander Clarkson goals Danny McNamara Jason Kerr, Jamie McCartland, Scott Tans at the back Liam Craig will sitting in the midfield with Craig Conway Murray-Davidson, Ali McCann and Michael Hallard ahead of him With Stevie May as the lone striker The substitutes, eh, Islet Parish, Liam Gordon, Sean Rooney, Callum Hendry, David Wotherspoon, Isaac o- Alawafi, And John Robertson, only seven subs And the referee today turning the Tony the Stadium is Craig Napier
1: Yeah, you mentioned St Johnson's scoring problems, Fraser Is that a bit of a theme that we've seen over the last... Couple of seasons You mentioned them being The lowest scorers In the division Early on this campaign But even if you look back To last season They were The second lowest scorers In the division And they managed to finish Top 6 So you know They can They can find ways To win games But it's not often You see a team Making it to the top 6 With such a low total Do they Need to address that?
7: Yeah they do I've seen them a number of times This season Gordon And they've actually been good They've played some nice football And I think Callum Davidson Is probably fed up Saying these types of things In the media after games And they played well But they They just lost the game They didn't Convert their good play Into scoring chances Even out at uh, When they lost 1-0 At Thur Park they lost an early goal but they were a the better team after that and they just couldn't score the goal so Callum Henry's lost his place he's been decent when I've seen him led the line well but he just looks as if he's lacking that bit of confidence in front of goals Stevie May did score against St Merne. it was a winning goal eventually against St Merne a few weeks ago but he again just struggling to find that form of a few years ago when he was a St Johnston player so so yeah I mean if, if you don't score goals it's dead obvious you don't win games and you'll find yourself at the bottom of the table it doesn't matter how well you play
1: And as for Livingston They've already lost The same amount of Home league games As they did in the Whole of last season Fraser They took so much Praise and deservedly so For the way they went About their business At the Tony Macaroni How important is it That they turn that Back into the fortress That it was If they're to
7: get off The bottom of the table I think you guys were talking in last Saturday's programme, Gordon, about the fact they hadn't won on grass for something like 13 months. So I think that just shows how important it is because they're not winning many away from home. And in recent years, they've caused Rangers and Celtic and other big teams problems here on this artificial surface. But uh, they've lost Lyndon Dykes, you know, and, and Dykes was so important to them last season it's just so difficult to replace and they don't have an out and out striker that I can see on the field of play maybe it's Tiffany up front maybe it's Scott Robinson but they're kind of attacking midfield players so so they're kind of short in those areas I know they'd Lokic and uh, Popatnik were kind of brought in from abroad but they've failed to to find themselves a a place in the squad and sometimes when you come up as we have done they came up with almost the same players as they had in League 1 then they promoted from the Championship same players the first year in the Premiership but when those players start to drift away and changes are made it's difficult to replace them difficult to replace that kind of team mentality if you like that they've had and the the sort of experience that these players have so tough time for Livingston and uh, I'm not sure they're going to win this game either I just think they're just in a a wee bit of a difficult spell Uh, but uh, if they can win today's game of course it'll lift them off the bottom and take them up a a few places
1: Yeah, Scott Pittman usually the danger man for Livingston against St Johnson let's see what he and the rest of those guys can do at the Tony Macaroni this afternoon now in the Lanarkshire sunshine it's Roger Hanna for Hamilton against Dundee United
8: and it's glorious the Lanarkshire sunshine this afternoon Gordon the sprinklers are on at the Foy Stadium and it's an ideal afternoon for football but the two teams enter this game vastly contrasting confidence and, and spirit levels in the team Hamilton lost 2-1 to 10 man Kilmarnock last week Brian Rice he was unhappy at the lack of an attacking threat as, as they were dumped back to second bottom of the premiership just ahead of Livingston they've lost their last three here at home without scoring a single goal um, so he has made changes up top Tunde Owolabi will make his first start wide in the right and it's Andy Winter who will play up top alongside David Templeton today he can also welcome back Lee Hodson and young teenager Kilman Rowe who scored the winner at Livingston on his first start for the club after the club's Covid-19 scare Hamilton, Collar, Moyo and Ogumpo all drop to the bench where they're rejoined by Ross Callaghan who's fit again today so he'll go with Ryan Fulton in goal it's a back four of Lee Hodson, Hakimoto fans Scott Sean Want, I should say, in Scott McMahon, Tundi O'Wallawi, Scott Martin, Regan Mimno, and Kelman Rowe in midfield, with Templeton just off Winter up top. Their substitutes Hamilton, Callaghan, Trafford, Moyo, Gourley, Smith, Ogumpo, Collar, and Johnson. As for the United were they unchanged from the 2-1 win against 10-man St Mirren which lifted them into the top six it was a first win at Tannadice of the season but they already have two away wins so far in their return to the Premiership at Motherwell and at Ross County and they'll fancy their chances for a third today Mark Connolly's back from injury but only onto the bench alongside young Chris Mockery they take the places of Kieran Freeman and Declan Glass who are heading out for loan spells at Peterhead and Partick once the lower leagues kick off in a couple of weeks time Lauren Shanklin he starts again after his scoring return a week ago and another goal might just be enough for Shanklin to cement his place when Steve Clark names the Scotland squad on Tuesday for that Euro playoff against Israel at the start of next month. So United go benches Seagreston goal. at a back four Luke Bolton, Ryan Edwards, Mark Reynolds, and Jamie Robson. Midfield four Logan Chalmers who impressed so much a week ago. Callum Butcher, Ian Harks, and Adrian Spottle And up top, Nicky Clark, will partner Shanklin. On the bench, Powers, McMullen, Paulett, Smith, Mehmet, Aperi, Nielsen, Connolly, and Mokri. And the referee at Foyce Stadium this afternoon, Gordon, is Alan Muir.
1: We just spoke about Livingston's home. Home form, uh, Roger being brilliant last season and struggling to hit those heights We always have this kind of perception that the teams who've got the artificial surfaces Means it's really hard to go there and that's where they pick up the majority of their points But actually Hamilton, if anything, there's plenty of room there for them to to make their home form Better. They've only won one home league game in 2020 Now I get that's distorted a little bit Because we were out of action uh, For a few months longer than we usually would be Um, But given all the Like I say the perception that surrounds Going to these artificial surfaces Hamilton could certainly look to pick up a few more points at home
8: strange, the, the home form of some of the teams I was actually talking to Fraser Wishart about it off air before the show began, I've seen a lot of away wins, you know I mentioned in the United winning away from home at Motherwell and Ross County I've seen both of Hamilton's away wins this season at Motherwell and at Livingston and you wonder if teams now away teams are profiting because there are no home supporters in grounds, and the home team aren't getting cheered on towards victories, you know there, there does seem to be more away wins, not just in the synthetic surfaces at Levy and Hamilton at Comarnock, but, but through the league and you Just wonder, when the statistics are are, are tallied up at the end of the season, if there are going to be more away wins in the Premiership than ever before.
1: All right, let's hear from the men in the dugouts then. Brian
3: Rice up first. I'm expecting an energetic, uh, confident dundee United team to come here. I've seen them a few times myself. I've got a couple of reports on them. New into the league, had a fantastic start to it. I met Mickey Mellon for the first time, uh, the first game of the season on the Monday night up at Ross County. Lovely guy. First time I've ever met him. So I'm expecting a, a really
9: tough game against a team that had a, a fantastic result last week.
10: Well fired up's going to meet well fired up. You can That you can make sure that everybody knows that. I always bang the drum for Scottish football um, whenever these a lot of people are down on it. Every game's very competitive. Every game's really tough. That is a given. Saturday will be no different. We're really looking forward to it. I, I really like Brian. Really hard-working manager seen him all over the country not just Scotland and done in England watching games so know what a tough competitor he is know how knowledgeable he is and how well organised his team will be so we'll make sure that we go down there and we meet that level and go and try and get a result for Dundee United Football friends
1: or what Roger Hanna Mickey Mellon and Brian Rice they're loving each other
8: Yeah it's a dugout loving and I think they'll probably stop when Alan Muir blows that first whistle at three o'clock they are Two managers who who are deeply into the game of football. I was reading stuff in the newspaper, The Sun, this morning. Mickey Mellon's written, writing a book on football management. What different managers learn on their first hundred days in the job, and he's he's canvassed opinions from the likes of Alec Ferguson, Walter Smith, Sam Allardyce, many, many more. And profits for the book are going to motor research into motor neuron disease. So I hope everyone goes and buys a copy. But he is deeply, deeply into football management, into all the different aspects of football management, and and he's met. He's made a decent, uh, a decent competitor, as you say, Brian Rice. Whenever you see a game live on television, Brian Rice seems to be sitting there in the in the empty stands watching it. Um, he is working extremely hard to try and turn Hamilton around to try and give them more of an attacking edge this season. You see the changes. He, he tried David Moyle and Marius Argompo early in the season. They're both back on the bench this afternoon. So he's just shuffling his pack a little bit. To the young Kilmanrose scored that goal from left back a couple of weeks ago at Livy. He's now been moved forward into. A left wing role Which I think really is His his natural position So it'll be interesting to see How he does in a more advanced position He's working hard I just think United have more of a cutting edge today I think uh, I think Mickey Mellon Making it better of his new pal
1: Well the scene is set Hamilton against Dundee United Livingston St Johnson And St Mirren Comarnock Of course we will go back Around the grounds But at this time on a Saturday We always get all the guys involved And we'll take a look back At some of the week's Biggest stories That's coming next
0: The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One, Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Keevans, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are here in the studio. We're building up to the 3 o'clock games in Scotland. I must say though, incredible drama in the English Premier League. Brighton 2, Man United 2. Now Brighton have just equalised in the 95th. Minute, There was just enough time For Man United To go up the other end And get a corner Harry Maguire heads it Towards goal It's cleared off the line It looked like The full time whistle Had gone However When Harry Maguire heads it It skiffs off <laughs> Mal- Mal- Malpais' arm VAR Penalty There's now 99 and a half minutes gone And Bruno Fernandes Is stepping up To try and win this game Hugh Evans, That oh. is incredible
2: Oli Gunnar Well Uh, let's wait and see if they score first Here he comes They will You know he does the the shuffly run up And he has (laughs) dispatched (laughs) it Brighton 2 Man United 3
1: With 100 minutes gone
2: Well I am convinced That he blew the final whistle The referee At which point He is not allowed to go back Are you sure about that though? Do you know that for sure? Because I'm I'm, Oh it is he's biased The television company Who are filming this match live Put FT up Which even Mm. I know Means full time Mm. Uh, So he had blown the whistle uh, so, I'm expecting Billy Reid, the assistant manager of Brighton, <laughs> to go over. <laughs> well, Hugh, Hugh do,
3: you, do you honestly think that that referee at that level does not know the rules yeah, of I that? think he'll know. Of course, he'll know. What happened really was he blew the whistle when he was headed off the line, but the incident happened before, that, before so he blew
4: the whistle. It, of course. The one thing is certain this is a stonewall penalty.
2: Yeah, 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 it's a stonewall penalty. I feel sorry for Brighton at because they, uh, they hit the post and bar. Three times And then they got That equalising goal And there is Billy Reid Getting fully involved As I expect A man of his Caliber to do (laughs) He's
3: just lost A win bonus A draw bonus Of course he's getting involved
1: All Right forget that The Scottish Premiership Is where the real drama uh, Is at Unfortunately um, Fraser I'll start with you Again we, We go into another Match day with I feel like a little bit of a cloud hanging over us We're very much looking forward to the games this afternoon But it is set against the backdrop of so much uncertainty For what's going to happen when the lower leagues um, Start back up various stories in the newspapers this morning About teams um, worried about their futures And what would happen if they couldn't fulfil seasons How, How real are these concerns at the moment?
7: Well, it's difficult to judge. I'm not party to, to the inside of clubs' finances, but there's certainly too many stories for it not to be to be worrying. Um, they're coming out from clubs of all sizes, and, and you know, if you look at it, and I, you know, I look at it differently about people's employment, about an industry. I know supporters just want to see their teams playing, but uh, you know, there's there's five or maybe. Best part, 6,000 people employed by Scottish football directly never mind all the rest of us who are employed uh, indirectly as well so it's an important industry for, for in terms of employment but also for people who just want to watch their team playing and at a time where we're stuck in our houses so we're kind of going to see your pals yeah, then football will play that, that part you know. And, and I think it's just important that, that the, the authorities cut Away in the government, Cup behind I sorry, the, um, the the big stories, and just look at it as an industry. I know the words like privilege are being used, etc. People's paying a lot of money in the Premiership to to actually get to their work and get to their job in terms of testing as well. So it's going to be interesting times, and I think that stories are coming now because we are getting to the crux of it. You know, clubs have survived. In a large part, due in the lower leagues, due to the fact they've not had any players. You know, players have gone for months without wages. So they've played a huge part indirect and uh, uh, unwillingly, but uh, because clubs just haven't carried any players. But now they're start having to sign players and maybe having to start to pay wages. That's when the, the matter's going to come to a head. And if you take away the source of income, which is for many clubs and most of our clubs, is people coming through the gate, then of course there's going to be financial problems. In any, any industry, if you take it away the source of income, clubs, are, uh, companies are going to struggle. So, Worrying times ahead. You can just hope that uh, we're managed to come out of a bit of a lockdown and start to get in the lower leagues, where you know a few hundred people through the gate and paying through the gate makes a huge difference. We can get to that stage, first of all. But uh, I mean, I just don't see us getting to the stage where we get full stadia for a long, long time.
1: Uh, Roger, Hannah, similar question to you. We've all in in life gone through various challenges over the last few months, and we're very quick to go, "How come I can do X but I can't do Y?" And in all honesty, loads of those comparisons are ridiculous and they're pointless and. It doesn't really get us anywhere However To contradict that Football continues to try And make its case for How come fans can go To a pub Yes, socially distance Inside said pub And watch the game on TV But they can't go to an open air stadium Socially distance And watch a game there The longer it goes on The harder it becomes To kind of find a reason For why we can't do that And understand getting To and from the game Various logistical challenges Surely we can do something
8: yeah but there's various logistical challenges getting to and from the pub as well Gordon I mean tonight I could walk down to the local pub and watch Burnley versus Southampton Indoors, surrounded by strangers who you never met. You don't know where they've been. You don't know whether they've had any COVID incidents. You don't know anything that, that about it. This afternoon, I've come to Hamilton Aki's. I feel perfectly safe. I had my temperature taken on the way in. I am socially distanced. I must be not just two metres. I must be 10 or 12, maybe from the closest person to me. who happens to be James McFadden, who's working for a, another radio station this afternoon. No one else near us. And for me, th- there is no reason why... Hundreds of supporters could not be at the Foy Stadium with us this afternoon, dotted around in perfect safety. Um, I think, and Fraser has you know, hit the nail on the head, clubs can't have expenditure if they don't have income. The expenditure, the largest expenditure is player wages, the largest income is through the turnstiles. So without one you can't really have the other. I think it's time now, football in the shape of the SFA and the SPFL turned up the heat a little bit if you like on Holyrood and made Holyrood fully aware of the problems that our national sport is facing at the minute. For me, at the minute Hamden has just tugged its forelock To Holyrood And you said Yes 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 Of course That's what we'll do They now need To get a little bit tougher And start defending The game that we all love
1: Yeah I mean of course The Premiership is up and running The players exist In their Biosecure bubble Many clubs are are Doing alright actually From the, the Pay per view model And the loyalty of fans Who've put their hands In their pockets For season tickets Even though they can't Get to games The fear at the moment Seems to be Championship level League 1, League 2 Highland League Lowland League The semi-professional clubs um, Stephen Mill I know you're at St Mirren Colmarmac today um, But you do a lot of Close work with Dumferlund. Um What's the, the sort of Feeling there How, how real is the The fear
5: well, I spoke to the chairman maybe about a month ago and this was obviously before the most recent flare-up in cases of COVID-19 and they were working on the basis that it was going to be 25% capacity and, you know, they were fairly ease with that. Dunferman's, or East End Park, as you say, is obviously, you know, 12,000-seater, so 25% of that would be more than enough to get the season ticket holders in and a few pay at the gate as well. But, yeah, I think a lot of clubs in the Championship were working on that basis. And, you know, even, you know, Professor Jason Leach, has been all over the media for the past, you know, six months now, and I think even they were working towards that as well. But you know, Nicola Sturgeon was on with myself and Gary Spence yesterday on uh, on the home run, and she was just saying. You know, there was no, no even mention of football. I I just don't think it's anywhere near the top of their agenda. And as Roger was saying there, maybe that is down to the SPFL and the Scottish FA not putting enough pressure on because it just doesn't even seem to be a consideration at this moment in time that crowds will be anywhere near football stadiums, certainly this year.
1: It's multi-layered though, Roger, and I appreciate this is where we... Um, if, if we even have an area of expertise I'm not sure we do But we're certainly straying far from it here At a political level You've got Scotland's health minister A um, minister for sport, sorry Having to write to his Westminster counterpart To see if there can be any sort of funding In the way that other industries have been helped out So there's a, a lot going on here
8: Of course there's a lot going on Yeah, without doubt there's a lot going on As there should be But I just think what, Scottish football needs a louder voice um, There needs to be Sort of common purpose of your lady. This joint response group is a good thing. SFA, SPFL, lots of different stakeholders involved in our game. Um, I believe Fraser was, was co opted onto one of the subcommittees earlier on in the season. It is a good thing, but it needs to have a louder voice and it needs to stay in stronger dialogue with Joe Fitzpatrick, the sports minister, stronger dialogue with Jason Leach who Stephen mentioned a minute ago. And also, uh, if it need be stronger dialogue with Westminster, if that's where the money ultimately is going to come from. But we are going to need money coming in to Scottish football if they're not going to throw open the turnstiles and allow the public to supply that money.
2: It's now unfair. Uh, people should be allowed into Stadia, uh, the length and breadth of Scotland. But there is no doubt in my mind that these are the most dangerous days in the history of Scottish football. There's no doubt in my mind that as many as one third of our 42 clubs will not be in existence by the end of this season, and there is no if, one if things don't change. I'm, if things don't all right, change, okay. yeah, yeah. And the, now we come to the crux of the matter: How do you change things when the suspicion is that the Scottish government is dismissive of Scottish football? Dismissive of the £200 million that Scottish football brings into the economy on an annual basis, dismissive of the community aspect to our clubs, how much Dunfermline means to Stephen Mill and everyone else there, or Breakin City to Mark Wilson and the the people who actually live there. Whoever they are, the Scottish government has to prove now it is not dismissive of football as a whole, has one rule for rugby and another for football, Because there is no point in us talking about the Westminster government There is no one within the SFA who has the clout to impress anyone Within the Westminster government We have to put pressure on Joe Fitzpatrick, Nicola Sturgeon, Jason Leach, And ask them to acknowledge what they believe Scottish football's place is In the life of this country Because right now the impression is they don't care Uh, I mean to
1: be fair With regard to your comment about rugby They're in the same boat as us at the moment I know they got the test event first But we then got our test events Um, It's it's Stadia as a whole at the moment Um, Roger, I mean Brian for instance has tweeted to say That he's desperate to get back and watch Falkirk He's in a park at the moment in Bridge of Allen He says there are loads of people here um, Not all socially distancing Do you buy the the, the logistical argument we, we touched on it earlier on. Yes, once you're inside the stadium, you sit far apart. You can ask people to wear masks and all the rest of it. But getting to and from, getting into the ground, out of the ground, is is that where the perceived danger lies? Is well,
8: oh yeah. Listen, it is and it isn't. I, I would buy the argument more, Gordon if the three test events we've had so far at Murrayfield, Petaudry and Dingwall had been deemed to be failure. But any time you hear people talking about them, they've all been deemed to be roaring successes. Everything went as it should be. And critically, there has been no evidence that I have seen presented that any of the three test events have led to any spikes in those areas of COVID-19 cases. So it sounds to me as if the people at Aberdeen, Ross County and Scottish Rugby did everything that was asked of them, did it all correctly, and it has been a success. Therefore, I don't see any reason why we can't have more of these events and it can't be rolled out across the country. Now, if if evidence is presented that these events, once they get rolled out, are causing problems, are causing spikes in COVID-19, then, by all means, let's reassess them because the public health is more important than anything else. But for me, there is no reason... There couldn't be supporters In this stadium And at Livingston with Fraser And at St Mirren with Stephen This afternoon I mean Fraser This is obviously a, a
1: fast changing situation In every aspect of life Not just football So it's very easy to say We should have had Contingencies in place And you know We should have seen this coming It's not easy to predict A global pandemic Believe it or not But you know We, we got to yesterday Late September um, Stories of lower league Chairman being canvassed To see their thoughts On what would happen If they couldn't finish the season And so on And um, with your PFA hat on, what sort of feedback have you been getting from your members in the lower leagues? How worried are they?
7: There's not been a lot of feedback from them. They're just delighted to get back playing football, you know, and, uh, and and they've just enjoyed getting back to training and getting a contract. You know, as I said earlier, most clubs in the lower leagues, some of them had nobody signed, you know, and didn't have anybody to pay, so they survived because players were going without, without a wage, you know, and particularly at the championship, the full time level as well. That's very important for these lads who are going for months without wages. So the club's had that aspect, but it was always going to be, once the season starts, once they've got to sign players and they've got to start paying them as professional footballers, then that was always going to be going to be the problem. And, and, I, and I, think, I think people are beginning to come round to thinking that there could be some people in here. we we've, I know we were talking about with Roger earlier on, and that is the problem, is the logistics of getting in and out of grounds. But we've all changed our, our, our lives. you know. If you go for a meal or you go for a pint, you can't just rock up to the pub and go and stand at the bar. You have to book and it's a two hour slot and then you have to leave. So we're all we're all planning things a lot better and I don't think we can you know, I think the bigger clubs is a, is a problem you know getting even 20,000 into one of the bigger old term stadium or whatever else but I'm sitting here at Livingston where on a normal day against uh, against St Johnson there might be 1,500 people here could easily get in and out and come to the game earlier and have people coming in in stages and booking a, a kind of time to come in I think football's got to go with a plan I don't think the government's going to just sit there and say yeah okay open up the ground we've got to go with a plan I presume that's why they're talking to all the clubs as well and they say this is how it's going to be if we can get 25% of people in this is the difference it's going to make to our, to our industry Because it's a business, I know it's a sport And people are just want to watch it, but it's, a, it's an industry And this is the way we're going to do it and, 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 put, and say to the government, what's wrong with us Why can't we do it this way you know, and People might have to turn up at the ground 45 minutes before the game And then be half an hour before the game Not just turn up at 5 to 3 But we're all changing our lives And I, th- I think it can be done
2: I came here today, Fraser, on a train I got on the train Everyone was wearing a mask I got off Others went on to Dumbarton Could they not have Gone to football In Dumbarton Off that train I, I I, do not know Why that cannot Be the case Or if the train Had been going In the opposite direction Gone to Dalmarnock And gone to Celtic Park Gone to Partick And taken the subway Over to Ibrooks. We are now Once be- you're dealing In those numbers well, That's mm. a different Challenge isn't it Oh, I could go On the train Into the city centre Tonight And there will be Plenty of folk Mingling As they call it I just think That the time has come For someone Anyone the, the major players within our game to approach Joe Fitzpatrick, Jason Leach, Nicholas Sturgeon and say, This is feasible. We can have people in grounds that are deep cleaned, antiseptic, biosecure. Give me a reason. Give me a verbal or written reason why we can't have people in there.
1: I mean Lord Left is having to get the train to his work, so that should be all that should be all you need to know. Anyway, we'll park that for now. We've got three big games In the Premiership this afternoon. Three tomorrow, of course, we're going to go back around the grounds and build up to kick off next.
0: The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Just over 10 minutes to kick off in the three big Premiership games this afternoon Hamilton against Dundee United, Livingston up against St Johnston, and St Mirren taking on Kilmarnock in Paisley. Let's go back around the grounds. And get a flavour of the build-up It doesn't quite have the same feel There are no no fans coming in It's pretty quiet There's not a great deal uh, to report But let's touch a bit more on what might happen On the field Um, Of course Roger a a memorable fixture Hamilton, Dundee United Not met since that Greg Doherty goal uh, In 2017 playoff Kept Aki's in the division As they always do They always survive Roger and their early season form Shows exactly that again. Yeah, they, they they get they get beat, they get beat relatively often. But every now and then, they just pick up vital wins, and that keeps them above that threshold.
8: Yeah and I've seen both their victories so far Listen, I saw them win the Derby uh, in Motherwell, when they weathered an incredible storm for a long time and then Hakimodo fans scored late on for the win I saw them lose a goal inside 30 seconds at Livingston two or three weeks ago and yet they somehow got themselves back into the game and won the game at the end Kilman Rose scoring that goal with, with five minutes or so to go so they always seem to dig themselves out the whole you know, never more spectacularly than as you say when Greg they scored to keep them up and keep Dundee United down in the championship in that dramatic playoff game. So, Brian Rice will be able to say to his squad, listen, you've done it before. This is now seven successive seasons in the top flight. I think it's a record that, you know, for Hamilton and in their history. They've got a decent squad. You know, a lot of these young players, they keep producing them. Reagan Mimnos impressed me in recent weeks. The likes of Scott McMahon's now captain. Sean Wandt is now a regular at centre half. Youngman Rose coming to the team. Young Andy winter starts today so they they, they keep producing them off this conveyor belt of talent that they've got out out here at Hamilton and the problem they've got is the lack of goals Uh, Brian Rice highlighted it last week they just couldn't get back into the game against the 10 men at Kelly they weren't creating enough for the front two they've made changes in that area this afternoon so if they can find goals they should be fine but I'm quite sure there's uh, there's 7 or 8 teams in this Premiership will say the same I'm a big fan of finding a random example
1: Of a great piece of business Done lower down the division Forget your multi-million pound transfers Or your loan fees at the top end And all the rest of it You mentioned Hakim Odefan, Roger, a backup right-back at Livingston Could barely get a game Aki's take him in the summer He plays centre half He's scored twice already And pretty much every game you watch For Hamilton He's always a, a real
8: aerial threat going forward Yes, he has. Um, he's been sort of shoved into that centre-half role. I don't really think he was signed as a centre-half. I think he was legitimately signed as a right-back then. Lee Hodson's availability came up. Lee Hodgson came into the team. Odafan was pushed into the middle. And, and he has excelled there. He really has been a, a, an excellent signing for Brian Rice. Um, and, uh, as you say, the threat he poses at set-pieces in the opposition box has proved to be a real bonus this season for Hamilton.
1: Yeah, as for St Mirren against Kilmarnock... Uh, Stephen, is it safe to say Jim Goodwin, like many managers, might still be looking for that best combination, particularly in attack? If you like going into the season, Jonathan Obika was widely regarded as St Mirren's main threat. He would be the one that they were hoping he could kick on and be that real focal point. He finds himself on the bench today. Lee Erwin has been signed. Um Marias plays closer to, to Lee Erwin today. Still searching for that right combination?
5: Yeah definitely, they've only scored five goals this season which is the second lowest in the league and as you say, Obika was regarded as the number nine for this season but a few games in, he finds himself on the bench and Lee Irwin, albeit he did score um, against Celtic a week or so back I just don't see where the goals are coming from this afternoon for St Mirren and Kilmarnock on the other hand look a little bit leaky at the back, they've conceded 11 goals so far but they've scored 11 as well so they've definitely got a bit of flair going forward, I mean you've got Bur- you've got Kilty who has been on great form this season and so has Burke I mean there was chat about Chris Burke getting a Scotland recall as well a little bit earlier on in the season so um, between them and obviously Kabamba up front as you mentioned he's on three goals so far this season it looks like it's going to be a tough ask for St Mirren I like the way that Kilmarnock play their football it's a really really strong spine of the team you've got Broadfoot, Finlay, Power, Dicker, Bola I mean that is a pretty pretty solid central area to your team And, you know, looking at St Mirren, going back to them for just a little second, I think you're right, Jim Goodwin is just searching for the best combination and it's certainly not been apparent in the last four or five games, unfortunately, for them.
1: Yeah, the players warming up in the Paisley sunshine with uh, straight out of Paisley t-shirts on, I'm sure there's a story there, I just don't know it yet and I'm sure it will be uh,
5: for a, a good cause as well Stephen, shed any light. Uh, unfortunately I can't shed any light that But I, I've just noticed that there just now as well I have absolutely no idea Obviously some sort of ode to a rapping album from the 90s I'm sure Yeah, Straight out of Bear's Den is Hugh Keevans
1: That's his motto uh, We've got. I think it says thank you to season ticket holders or something on the back So I won't be too cynical because I'm sure it is for a good cause Right the final stop off ahead of the 3 o'clock games Is Livingston against St Johnston Fraser, Livingston's early season uh, I don't know if struggles is too hard Ultimately they are, they're, they're bottom at the moment They've not been as good as they were last season So you, you could call it struggles Are they doing anything differently as far as you can see Or is the is it is it sort of catching up with them is, is it a case that they've been punching above their weight For the last couple of seasons
7: Yeah I think there's a bit of that and, and I think there's a bit of continuity going As players come and go Over the last few years I said earlier on The players had come through League One and the Championship Into the Premiership so for four or five years You could pick... Probably six or seven other players, week in, week out. But uh, they've gone down the route. They've brought in Serrano, who's got that brilliant goal uh, last week. They've got they've got Lokoch and Poplatnik, who are two forward players. But they've only made five appearances between them. One was saved the German league, one from the Indian league. So you, you kind of they've gone down the foreign route to bring in players that perhaps they wouldn't have looked at a couple of years ago. And it hasn't they maybe just haven't quite settled. Give the lads a wee bit of time to to go there. But it's the forward players that confuse me. Lokoch and Poplatnik signed with a view, I'm sure, with uh, with London Dykes, knowing that he was going to go at some point during this window. But they haven't played. And they've got Scott Robinson or Tiffany up front. And Tiffany played up front last week against Celtic. But they're attacking midfield players. So there's just something not quite right about the balance of the squad. And on the bench today, and you're looking at it, out of the nine players, obviously, the goal eight players, there's five defensive-minded players. You know, Taylor Sinclair, Fitzwater, McMillan are all defenders, as is Kieran Brown. Steve Lawson is a defender, stroke midfield player. So they're kind of lacking in the attacking areas. And that might be something that in the next week or so, before the window closes, that... Uh, David Martindale will have a, a look at and Gary Holt, you know, have a look at bringing in a couple of more players. But um, that's clearly been a problem. As has been just settled at the back, you know, they, they've struggled a wee bit at the back uh, this year at losing goals. But I, I just don't see where they're going to get the goals from. It's a real struggle for them. As is uh, Stephen St Johnson, uh, who, who have got uh, Stephen May up front, but they'll looking for the likes of a Haller and Conway. And they'll be glad to see Murray Davidson back because he chips in with a few goals getting in the box late as well. And, I, and I've got a wee feeling St Johnson. They've been playing decent football I think today might be the day When they get a couple of goals And I think they'll get the three points today
1: I know we're a couple of weeks on from it as well Fraser But just thinking back to the Anthony Stokes situation Where Livingston signed him Obviously hope he's going to do them a turn It doesn't work out and he leaves again Does that leave a hole? Can you see that something that Livingston might look to To fill and, and recruit someone else?
7: Totally, yeah That was a really strange one When he when he signed You kind of say, wow, what a good signing I mean, I've always been a big fan of Anthony Stokes as a footballer, we all know he's had these issues off the park and gets a ball and some sort of daft stuff, but he's, he's actually a decent lad and he's a fantastic footballer and still got a lot to offer at a Scottish Premiership level. When he signed, I thought he could be the one that could could uh, could do a ton for for uh, for Livingston, but they do tend to go back to front. You know, they do tend to play that and then squeeze from the midfield. So I think they're looking for probably somebody who's going to be a kind of Lyndon Dykes type of player. I mean, Lokoch is a tall, tall striker. Uh, So he might be the one that They're going to look at But I think they'll be looking For a big striker From somewhere And you might see somebody From the lower leagues In England Or from from a big club On loan To come in And and just give them That focal point Because they need somebody Up there That's going to hold The ball up Or battle Because of the way They play back to front
1: Right we're good to go then Livingston against St Johnson St Mirren, Marnock And Hamilton Dundee United The kickoffs are next
0: The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: don't forget to send us in The picture of Yuraka That I hope you sent in earlier At three o'clock I want to know Who out there Predicted the outcome Of all three games Don't pretend That you know it now Because you've, you've got the benefit Of 90 minutes action Under your belt Show me Show me the evidence That you predicted it At three o'clock Let's see who got the outcome Right Hamilton It is full time Roger Hanna
8: Hamilton Ackies won Dundee United one and two of the most on-form marksmen in the country both hit the net and we won't be surprised to hear Lauren Shankland that was a United ahead inside four minutes and then Hakim Odafan with his third goal in five games just quarter of an hour from the end rescuing the point that keeps Ackies off the bottom of the Premiership tonight on goal difference alone it was an ideal start for Mickey Mellon's side here at the Foy Stadium inside four minutes Adrian Sporle, left-sided midfielder found himself in the right of the Ackies box rolled the ball along the six yard line for Scotland striker Shankland to smash past Ryan Fulton, it should have been 2-0 after 16 minutes, Logan Chalmers finding himself in space in the right hand side of the box, but he seemed to panic, he lashed it off target when he at least should have tested Aki's goalkeeper, Ryan Fulton, Aki's took their time to get into the game it was a new 3-4-1-2 system Andy Winter paired up top with Tundi Olawe, Olawe into the box after 22 minutes, heading wide from a Kyle Monroe cross when he too really should have tested Benji Seagrace in the United goal, 3 minutes before the break Oh, well, Abbey again, really should have hit the target. This time, David Templeton's in-swinging free kick from the right. He met it at the near post, but it was a woeful attempt and didn't taste Seagrace at all. Brian Rice clearly unhappy with Aki's first-half performance. A double change at the break. Winter and Regan Mimno both coming off. On-going Marius Ogompo and Ross Callaghan. They looked better in the second half, but they needed Fulton make a fine save from Nicky Clark after a pass from Shangland early in the second half. More changes from Rice, he took off Lee Hodson, his right wing back, sent on centre half, Jamie Hamilton. That meant Oda went out to that right wing back role, he was seen in far more adventurous attacking positions and he come up with the equaliser just 15 minutes from time. Mellon won't be happy, it was a cheap, needless free kick conceded in an area that wasn't dangerous at all. Ryan Edwards coming into the back of one of the Aki's attackers and there was Tempo and he whipped the ball in from the left, swung in towards the back post and Odafan came in, headed the ball back across Seagrest and inside the far post. It really sparked Aki's life. Scott Martin blazed inches wide from outside the box and then knocked United back in their heels. They did have a couple of chances in the last 10 minutes. Shanklin's short blocked by Sean Want and then Shanklin turning provider for Nicky Clark to flash a shot over the top but Aki's second half performance probably will the other point. Hamilton won then D United won.
1: I think it's already full time at Livingston. Fraser wishart has got the story
7: of that one it is Livingston 2 St Johnston 0 not a classic match a bit scrappy throughout but Livingston won't care they've lifted themselves off the bottom of the table into 9th place deserved and to be honest, a pretty comfortable win. First half goals from Scott Tiffany and Alan Forrest earning the three points against the St. Johnson team who didn't really look like scoring at any point. The highlights of a poor first half, 34 minutes the opening goal, Michael O'Halloran of St. Johnson caught on the ball, Levy poured forward, Scott Robinson had a shot, blocked by Scott Tanzer and it fell to Scott Tiffany who drove the ball home from the corner of the six yard box and a minute later, an excellent goal to make it two, Julian Serrano put a lovely ball into the feet of Tiffany, did well, he held off care just laid the ball back into the path of Alan Forrest who came in off the left wing to just passed the ball into the back of the net, a low curled shot, it was an excellent finish, Saints only chance of the half, Stephen May got a touch to a Conway cross and it hit Robbie McCrory in the chest, it was almost three early in the second half, John Guthrie inches wide with a flicked header from a Scott Pittman corner Callum Davison then made a raft of changes like of Callum Hendry and Liam Gordon coming on as they tried to chase a goal to get back into the game, Wotherspoon also made an entry into the game but the changes made little difference Livingston really comfortable in the lead and happy to concede possession and hit on the break, a few chances for St Johnson towards the end of the game, Jason Kerr headed a Conway corner over the bar but St Johnson really trying to create that key chance and it summed up their day when they did get the ball past Robbie McCrory in 73 minutes Callum Henry, lovely shot, again curled it, similar to the forest shot, it was goal bound, it beat the keeper but Jason Holt got back to head the ball off the line and then in the final seconds, Henry again headed a Tanzer corner wide when he should have done better with it, again that just summed up St Johnson's day, problems for Callum Davidson, they dropped a second bottom only one goal in the last six games Gary Holt won't bother about this. The standard of the victory, a standard of play. He'll just be delighted with an important three points. Full time in Livingston. Livingston two, St Johnston nil.
1: And it's full time in Paisley between St Mirren and Kilmarnock, Stephen Mill.
7: Yeah, finished St Mirren 0, Kilmarnock
5: won, it was an absolutely woeful second half from both sides actually, but Kilmarnock will not care, they travelled back down to Ayrshire with three points in the bag, it was actually St Mirren who had the better of the chances in the first half, Ilkay Durmas went close and then Joe Shognese cracked the bar with a header as well, but then just a few minutes later, Nicky Kabamba put Killy in front, it was good play down the right hand side from Chris Burke, he looked up, he picked out Kabamba just at the front post and he nipped in in front of the defender, and made it 1-0 to Kelly that was his fourth goal of the season and 1-0 it stayed until the break then the second half as I mentioned well not a lot happened to be perfectly honest with you Greg Kilty went very close a stunning save actually from Jack Annick again it was down the right for Kilmarnock Millen played a lovely ball into the edge of the box and Kilty met it the first time but Annick pulled off a really good safety to his left hand side and that was really the only thing of note in the second half there was a penalty shout with five minutes to go for St Mirren it looked like Shognessy got a bit of a smack in the dish from Kurt Broadfoot But David Munro said no There were no shots on goal for St Mirren in that second half Kelly move up to fifth in the table So a good day for them St Mirren though dropped to the bottom There are problems in Paisley It's St Mirren nil, Kilmarnock 1, full time
1: And now it's over to you The open line is here What is on your mind? It's your chance to have your say on all of the day's big talking points So let's do it 0141951 one 2 5 starting with the 3 o'clock games today St Mirren fans that winless run goes on five consecutive defeats six without a win what did you make of it today where did it go wrong Uh, Livingston will be delighted with a 2-0 win against St Johnson it was Lauren Shankland on target for Dundee United uh, but pegged back by Hamilton Aki so any talking points from today's games let's do it and I've got a sneaky feeling some of you will have quite a bit to say about tomorrow's action as well so much debate after the European games Rangers cruising through what should they do then does that mean it's an unchanged team How much of an obstacle will Motherwell be? And as for Celtic The great debate about performances versus points Rages on So Celtic fans get on here Let us know where the team are at in your mind And pick your team for tomorrow 0141 951 1025 The open line is next
0: After the action It's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards open line
1: Full-time scores from the Scottish Premiership finished Hamilton Ackies 1, Dundee United 1 Livingston 2, St Johnstone 0 And St Mirren 0, Comarnock 1 In the English Premier League Full-time results Brighton 2, Man United 3 And Crystal Palace 1, Everton Two. That's all we've got at the moment This football slowly but surely gets back to normal Hugh Evans, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are in the studio But they want to hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 Did your team play today? If so, what did you make of it? And if your team plays tomorrow What are you expecting? Get on here, pick your team Tell us how you think it will go All the usual pre-match questions We want to hear from you 0141 951 1025
2: Well, huge day Tomorrow but it's been a big day Today for the likes of Hamilton Ackies, they have again Escaped uh, A home defeat With that goal from Odafan For Livingston, two goals at Celtic Park last week, two goals at home Today and a very good win over A struggling St Johnston It would have to be said and nobody is Struggling more than St Mirren, yet another Defeat to Kabamba goal for Kilmarnock So we're almost a quarter of the way through the season now. You can't just dismiss these results as, ah, well, it's early yet. They mount up. Yeah, I know what Hugh's saying, but
3: I think because of the the teams, they're so much alike, Gordon. You 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 have two victories, and you can shoot yourself right up that table. We, not that long ago, we had Motherwell sitting at the bottom, got a couple of victories up into eighth. Um, you know, you've had St Mirren up near the top, all of a sudden, free fall now. Uh, Ross County Sitting in 5th place as well And had a, a, a few bad results So It's very tight You'll you'll get the top 4 And then underneath that I think it'll be You know Teams just changing places Right up until the end of the season
1: Yeah I mean it is very tight at the moment Alex That's why I'm quite keen to hear from you St Mirren fans Where did it go wrong today? Where has it been going wrong? Because after a good start And we accept that it's early The league table isn't All that important at the moment But you have dropped to the bottom of the league. There are three teams on seven points down there. St. Mirren in twelfth, St. Johnston on eleven in eleventh, and Hamilton in tenth, all on seven points. So St. Mirren fans, where did it go wrong today? What have you made of the season so far? 01419511025.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think the big winners today were Livingston. we are on uh, bottom. I think they're up to ninth now, Gordon. Hamilton picking up a point, having gone a goal behind. Brian Rice's team Continue to impress Because you know There's so little Resources at Hamilton And uh, as I said St Johnson as well and you know You really have to Start worrying for them They're not showing Any form at all Right come on then Step
1: up to the plate In this part of the world Everyone's always got Something to say About football So why not say it to us And see if we can get A bit of a debate going On a Saturday evening 0141 Not asking too much of you Did your team play today What did you make of it Are your team playing tomorrow What are you expecting let us know on the phones or on Twitter. Um, maybe we should start then, Hugh. If we're going to look at tomorrow's games, let's start with the first of them, which I think is the one at Fir Park between Motherwell and Rangers. This time last week, we were making all the same noises. You know, going to Easter Road could be tough. This is a this is a test. It's one of the toughest tests of Rangers, and these are the types of fixtures you need to win to win leagues. All the rest of it does this fall
2: into a similar category? I think Easter Road With the greatest respect to Motherwell Would be a harder task Than Fair Park Well this
1: season it certainly looks like it
2: Yeah Yeah, Um, I also have to believe that having Scored four goals against Willem Tway In the Netherlands Rangers go into that match tomorrow With all the confidence in the world Um, They have the players They have in Ryan Kent The top turn at the moment And I just think They've get far too much For Motherwell.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's hard to build a case for Rangers. They're going to get, mm. get into the game as is massive favourites, Gordon. Um, but if you look at where Rangers have dropped points already, away to Livingston, away to Hibbs, it, it's the type of fixture that
3: yeah. So usual, Stephen
1: Gerrard will know they need to win.
3: Yeah, you've got to have Motherwell top form and Rangers are an off day. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Because uh, if Rangers go there and play the way they have been playing, especially Thursday night away from home. Then I think obviously they're going to win the game They'll probably win it comfortably So Motherwell, Steve Robinson and the players Will just be hoping the Rangers go there Have a little bit of a You know, uh, Rangers having a bad day An off day, which doesn't happen a lot just now And mother can capitalize on that Gordon Hugh Hugh just touched upon The the result midweek And it was
4: an excellent result The performance was excellent And if I think back to last year Hugh I think Rangers beat Braga Having been two goals down At Ibrox Yeah They get the plaudits And patted on the back Tomorrow Is the bread and butter And they have to go Because I think they drew 2-2 With St Johnston On the back of the Braga So This is vitally important That they kick on They can't
2: afford to drop points No Uh, I just think that They're both in European commitments midweek I just think that it's likely That Motherwells will have taken more Out of them than Rangers visit to the Netherlands I just think that uh, The Rangers result I I said last night the programme I know that it's very very hard In this part of the world to put petty bias To one side But these are Occasions that come along few and far Between when a Scottish team Goes to a country like The Netherlands and has a result as emphatic as that one And I think you're entitled to stop and say Well Applause to them Full marks to them um, there will always be people who will Try to detract from the result But so what It was an outstanding result And one of many that Stephen Gerrard Has had in Europe Home and away as Rangers manager Okay let's bring in Andy who's a
1: Rangers fan On the line Andy What are you expecting, what are you hoping for tomorrow
11: I, I was trying to go on last night uh, uh, Just to say how delighted I was With the result in Europe You know I mean I think we were absolutely brilliant uh, The more I, I just hope uh, I hope don't, hope will come at us Because I've been I saying to I think any team opens up to us We're going to score three and four goals I said it the other night We're going to score three and four, four goals Every game The, the way we're playing You know if, if teams open up You know Don't sit back And I think Murrow will welcome come at us Because they're at home you know what I mean, and then Al McGregor. I mean, he's got. A, I think he'll start him. I think he's got himself yeah. back into the number one jersey again. Nothing against other boy McLaughlin, but I think you know, somebody saved it on night was No, yeah. that's that, that's my only wee worry about. in defence sometimes we still look a wee bit. We need to be tighter. I would say.
1: Well, Stephen Robinson's listening though, and Andy's mm. saying that if teams come out against them, we'll rip them apart. Stephen Robinson will be saying, "Oh well." Don't, don't, I, don't, I don't like the sound of that And maybe I won't
3: Well plus the fact I think Well hold on a minute i look at Easter Road When Hibbs come out And had a goal And Rangers score two And Hibbs score two So it shows you That they may be able To score goals I think that Motherwell Have got to try and play To the strength score It's okay people saying Come out and have a go Sometimes against Better opposition Better players You can't get the ball To get up the pitch To go and have a go so it looks like you're sitting very deep and making it difficult. And I think Motherwell will adapt to that tomorrow. And quite rightly so, because you look at Rangers in that way, dressing room, they've got better players. So we're not going to argue with that. So we've got to find a way to try and beat that. And I think that Motherwell will go toe to toe with Rangers. There'll only be one winner. So their best bet is to, yeah, make it very difficult for Rangers and hope they can get something. There's
4: two thirds of thought Gordon If you get in Rangers face for the off They like to play for the back as well And get a pressing game You know you can upset them as well So it's really how, what he does He, d- do he does Just suggest there, drop off Work your way into the game Set plays are crucial So uh, But don't forget You know you have to factor in as well That Motherwell's travelled back From mm-hmm. Israel So that may well Have a bearing on both squads
1: uh, Yeah let's actually hear from Gary McAllister On one of the issues uh, that Andy raises on the phone Andy says "You know, Alan McGregor's got to stay in Here's what Gary McAllister Had to say on that topic
6: Coming back in You know I thought, he sh- I thought he showed A real strong mentality as well Because that's a mentality thing I think he's focused I mean, He's a guy that plays with You know Pure emotion and passion You know Passion for this club but I thought his mentality And his You know His, his ability to make the, A crucial save You know That's it served us really Really well In these re- European campaigns He seems to have done it On a, quite a few away grounds
2: as far as moving forward, you know, we, the the fact is, we've we'll got we've got two very good goalkeepers.
1: Andy, do you feel like tomorrow is is the answer, or, or the final answer for now? Because the circumstances mean that y- we we keep having the debate, but you can understand it because Rangers play in Europe last week against Lincoln Red So McGregor plays, and you think, well, is he just getting a chance? Then is he just getting a shot because it's the Europa League? The weekend rolls around, and John McLaughlin comes back in. So the answer to that looks like yes. Alan McGregor then plays ever so well during the week, so it is tomorrow when we we truly find out, Andy, what the answer to that is, and then you can we can park it for a while.
11: It yeah, probably is, aye, but I, but I, I definitely think. Uh, I mean, the boy McBock has not done much wrong, but the way uh, Alan McGregor played the other night, I would. Uh, you've got to play him. You just doesn't he? I mean, I think the boys said the other night, and ter- you know, and God even said that he's, he's our best keeper. He is by far your best keeper, and he's he done some cracking saves, so you, you've, you've got to start him, you know what I mean, and then if he has a bad couple of games, well the other boy can come in, but right now, he's in for him, mm. uh, you've got to start him, you must start him.
1: Because I know we don't like to get too far ahead of ourselves, but on the other hand, we absolutely love to get far ahead of ourselves, is it a case then Alex, whoever starts against Motherwell tomorrow, starts against Celtic on October the 17th?
4: Yeah, you would you would like to think so Gordon, I said last week uh, I don't quite like the chopping and changing When it comes to goalkeepers And I know the two of them are doing great And you're actually looking to try And kind of give them match time But you have to have it settled You know, Rangers defensively out with last Sunday Have been excellent So, um, you know McGregor's uh, for me Warranted that number one shirt Because
3: of his performance midweek It was a top draw Yeah, no doubt for me That McGregor will start tomorrow uh, I understood, the. I, I said with Alex last week I thought on Sunday would start against us But I can understand that uh, yeah, decision I can, yeah. yeah, I can understand that Alex But you're going to uh, start to get an important part of the season now And uh, McGregor showed his worth the other night there If you get the question, who's your number one goalkeeper? I think everyone would agree, McGregor And that's why I think he gets back in
1: It's Liam Grimshaw who was on Media duties for Motherwell, looking ahead to this one.
9: Obviously, it's always a great atmosphere when old firm, you know, come to Fair Park. You know, um, it's a derby game, isn't it? Obviously, it's, it, even if it's not old firm, it's only you know, a few miles away in it, Glasgow. So it's a big derby game. So it's always good to have our backing of our fans and that. But um, obviously, unfortunately, at the minute, they can't um, get the fans in. The Rangers are a good team, aren't they? They've got a lot of money, a lot more money than the rest of the league and stuff. So yeah, they've had a good start, but You know, some people argue that's what they should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, we'll you know we'll go and give it our best against them. Hopefully, you know we can can
1: get some. Liam Grimshaw's uh, accent, brilliant, multiplied by a Zoom interview, maybe not
2: not the best combination. I also have the suspicion that geography wasn't his best subject at school. Ah, come on, it's close enough. Thank you, thank you, Liam. Next,
3: we've got a Hamilton derby. We've got Rangers derby now. We've got Celtic one. Hey, it's all Hammond for a the well.
2: They've Cle- moved the country and I didn't notice. <laughs> Clearly, though, when
1: what you can understand, it's, it's a big game. You know, of course, it's geography or not. Every time Celtic or Rangers come to town, Alex, that's yeah. that's that's massive. That's a, it's just got a different feel about it, yeah. and that's up to Motherwell tomorrow. They go into it in good domestic form now, yeah. or better domestic form, especially. I don't think anyone predicted that victory. Up there at Potaudry In fact I'm pretty sure You all said they had no chance This time last week But that's fine I'll get, I'll get over that um, And then weirdly Although they got beaten heavily In Europe It probably wasn't The type of performance That would take yeah. Any of that momentum away How do they travel though You know compared to Rangers and Celtic could do this a lot And, are you, and The obvious factor I've got ma- massive squads how can Molo come back from Israel and try and upset Rangers?
4: Gordon, I think that will be a key factor tomorrow as well because you're asking the exact same players. The majority of them will start the game, I would, I would suggest, tomorrow. And it's the travelling, it's playing against better opposition. I think, it was it uh, Gallica got sent off in the 70th minute? So a lot more uh, kind of wear and tear on the legs as well because they've been chasing the ball. So it's again, they'll probably, as Daz says, sit off the game because. To try and play a pressing game for ninety minutes against Rangers, it becomes very difficult. But I think the key thing for me listening to Grimshaw there is he, he went. That almost seems to me as if as a derby you need to get wired in. So I don't know whether he's thinking to himself, you know, it's
3: not a it. biggest derby. Let me tell you, Hamilton is Um <laughs> not th- your tree? No, Hamilton. I thought I got nah. to. Be, nah, I got to be. But, Dad, to,
4: did you do you assuming you, you're picking up on that then in terms of going as a derby because he likes to throw it
2: oh, about? Yeah, I quite like that, you know.
3: Look, I I, th- I think that. We're making a big uh, deal of uh, the the travelling. Um, they I stayed th- over on Friday I night. Do you that think that helps? Thursday, yeah. I, Thursday night, sorry. Yeah. So
1: rather than flying back straight after the game, they made the decision to stay. I, th- I think the helps. legs
3: will be well rested, Gordon. I think their sleep partner will be fine. Uh, Alec doesn't agree, no, but I, I don't. I, I actually, I genuinely see when you're coming back for the European ties,
4: even if you're talking about you get bigger squads and things. I don't think. I, I think it could be a factor tomorrow. There's
3: no two ways about it, does. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, Alec. Yeah. Like, and um, I think it'll be a good game. I, look, Rangers are favourites. We know that. And they should go and win the game. As I said earlier, Gordon, Motherwell's hope is basically Rangers turn up there, have an off day, and Motherwell have a fantastic day. That's probably the only way we're going to win the game.
1: Uh, it's 01419511025 on the phone So it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Love to hear from fans of today's teams Who were involved St Mirren You have fallen to the bottom of the table It's pretty tight in points uh, So I don't think there's any um, Major panic But it's not a sight that any fan likes to see It's another defeat today uh, So what did you make of it? Where did it go wrong today? And what's been happening in the last few weeks? Because the season started well um, But what's that? Five defeats in a row did yeah. I say? Six yeah. without a win um, so Saints fans uh, Let's hear from you I think we've got Steve In Renfrew On the line It's 01419511025 We do indeed Hi Steve
12: Oh, how you doing How's it going Good good Listen, I'm not wanting to Decide from the Readers I think it was a Great result for him And Scottish football I get the feeling You're about to though No not at all I'm going to say it. I'm just a wee bit A of caution That's all Let's not over exaggerate result a wee bit Of course it was 4-0 And it was a great result but one or two only played two, ga- two competitive games In the last five months And one of them was against Rangers last night So, you know, to put that in some kind of perspective
4: mm-hmm. uh,
12: You know, so uh, There's a big test it tomorrow at Motherwell And I don't, I don't imagine for a second would be beat But let's just kind of put our feet back in the ground here And see for exactly what's happening What in particular
1: have you heard uh, Steve, what in particular have you heard That you think was overplaying Rangers'
12: result the other night? Well so if it's a mere fact, the Rangers, are, well, all Scottish clubs, even the ones that played in Europe as well, had a a decent pre-season plus competitive games, like eight to eight and nine competitive games plus a few World Cup games and things like that. You don't know so much cup games. Mm-hmm. They played a good part of the season, so almost up and running.
1: No, so, I, no, I get that. I'm saying, what is it you've heard in reaction to the Rangers game that is over the top? What what bit is it that you think's going too far? What's been said?
12: Ca- ca- Kent for England, for a start. Yeah. I mean, that's not—if that's not an that I don't know what is. You know, well, uh, re- remember
2: Remember that Ken, Kent for England was uh, an idea floated by Gary McAllister, who's a Rangers assistant manager. So uh, he was simply expressing a professional opinion uh, that he thought that Ryan Kent had to be on Gareth Southgate's radar. Um now, none of us agree um we be- I don't believe that any of what Ryan Kent has done has registered with Gareth Southgate at all. however, Steve, I just think you're you know you're showing that West of Scotland mentality that no matter what happens, you must never give the other lot any credit whatsoever. If Celtic had gone to the Netherlands and won 4-0, you would have been expecting newspaper supplements, you would have been expecting a special documentary programme here. Uh, you would have, So I, I just think you're being petty.
12: Yeah. I say all day, uh, in my defence, what about Celtic defence of you, you know? I'm interested. The point I'm making is a very valid point. Well, I've two, played two competitive games this season so far. One well, was against Rangers and it's getting hyped up. That's all Approving the prudence Oh it says says Approving the pudding's tomorrow Let's see what happens tomorrow Let's see, let's see what happens tomorrow You, you, you came
2: saying. on by saying You didn't want to detract From the Rangers result And all you've done is Detract from the Rangers result I think If we can find some sort of Middle ground Alex What we can agree on
1: Tomorrow falls into that That bread and butter category And Rangers As good as they were I don't want to say they're too good In case Steve <laughs> disagrees But as good as they were Midweek um, there was a lot that the Rangers fans weren't happy with last Sunday in terms of the domestic football. Yeah,
4: I think you you highlight the the defensive frailties, Gordon. You know, the balls come in from both for both goals for Hibs, far too easily for my uh, liking. Uh Corner Golson could quite easily have dealt with it at, at, at source and just helped to back up the pitch and then Tavernier wouldn't have had to defend. So um, you know, I think I think defensively they have to be so much better, Gordon. And that again, if you even if you take the other night I thought offensively, they were clinical, you know, they took their chances and if they get the opportunities and they've calved out in recent weeks, they'll have to do that and score tomorrow.
1: Let's bring in Geoffrey and see what he thinks ahead of the game tomorrow. Hi Geoffrey.
13: Right, hello there. I'm just interested. Already we're writing Motherwell off. I had a good result last week in Aberdeen. Um, It was a great result um, on Thursday night. Um, I would keep the same team I don't know about well, I don't know about McGregor being in goal because I think we're going to need him for next week. Um, at Ibrooks against Galatasaray. Um, Jeffrey, why
2: can't he play? Why can't he play against Muddle and Galatasaray? What what physical well, impediment the, the is there? The
13: thing is, the thing, the thing is right. McLaughlin has been doing well apart from last week. I mean, that was his first hiccup, and already I don't know if for writing him off. Um, as Gary McAllister said the other night we've got two great goalkeepers but I think um, the game that we're going to be playing next week in Europe would probably shoot McGregor um, let him play next week and then after this big game next week then decide who's going to be um, in um, goal for the rest of this season. Jeffrey, the season
4: the, the, Geoffrey there... we see when I'm actually looking uh, at this uh, in terms of what Hugh said See on the back of uh, Thursday night's performance For me I'm going with Alan McGregor tomorrow And I'm also going with him Against Galatasaray Because for me he's, And here I've, on in then Yeah well, The thing Until is well, You don't changes. want to chop and change You just want to kind of Keep your backline, Your goalkeeper is pivotal You know and, and I don't like the idea Of him chopping and changing And the only way That he won't play in the both games Is if he's still carrying The knee injury Which kept him out for a few weeks I think
3: that's the only reason it kept him out I can't fault the McGlock Of course we can't Yes he lost two goals last week But none really his fault The fact is Alec It's simple McGregor is the better goalkeeper So you get him back in tomorrow For Thursday's game You keep him You know he's missed a few games So he, he wants a bit more sharpness If you ask Alan McGregor Look I'm going to play in Thursday But tomorrow Do you want to just sit there he be saying No I want to go out there And get my sharpness up McGregor now Will go back into goals Gordon And I'd be very surprised If he comes back out
1: right, Jeffrey says he wants to Name an unchanged team Apart from that I don't think there's a great Surprise there For a couple of reasons Obviously it was a good mm. performance And also the the, the the strength and depth is not quite there at the moment Just because of the injuries You know, Kamar Roof yeah. um, Ryan Jack, Brandon yeah. Barker, etc I mean, last week at Hibs Jamie Berjonis, for instance, yeah. was on the bench So it's not there's not quite the, the same number of options there There, there are a couple um, And particularly guys like Ryan Kent Why on earth would you take him out of the team at yeah, the moment? Absolutely. Whether think- he's good enough for England or not I think you've all answered that You think that's over the top But, I mean, as far as our league and, and our business goes
4: yeah without a doubt Gordon for me you're not changing uh, anything at all I think the team done brilliantly at the weekend and I think the strength and depth is fairly evident that's the reason why Stephen Gerrard has been at the board to try and uh, add one or two before the window closes Uh, I think Brandon Barker's almost close to getting back as Mm -hmm. well so that'll be a boost for Stephen.
1: right thank you Geoffrey 01419511025 Celtic fans Hibs fans We're going to look ahead to tomorrow's game. We're going to hear from the managers, and we really want to hear from you. Who should play? Who shouldn't play? How do you see the game going? We'll try and answer them all next.
0: The games are over. The talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde 1, Super Scoreboards Open Line.
1: Hugh Kevens, Alex Ray, and Gordon D. L. are here. They want to hear from you on the phones or on Twitter as we reflect on today's action. And we build up to tomorrow's action as well Motherwell against Rangers is first up We've given that a good go We heard from Gary McAllister We've taken some calls What about the big game at Celtic Park in the afternoon? Hugh Kevins
2: Well uh, For me Celtic's first big test of the season Domestically speaking Um, There's so much debate going on Among the Celtic supporters Um, It's hard to argue with a team Who if they win Their game in hand against Aberdeen at Celtic Park Would go above Rangers In the league table However Undeniably There have been questions asked About the amount of chopping And changing Neil Lennon does The Ferenc Varos result Was a disaster um, Because it lost Celtic access To tens of millions of pounds The Riga result Was a struggle A lot of their league games Have been struggles as well uh, But Tomorrow is the chance for Celtic to, to show against a very good Hib side That they do have the players Everyone knows they have the players And in depth they have the players But this season You'd be hard pressed to find a Celtic supporter to say In this game or that game Celtic really showed what they're made of It hasn't happened yet There's a great debate There are a number of great debates Surrounding that Celtic team
1: Regardless of whether you think it's It's been brilliant or not so far this season Because you've got 3-5-2 Versus Four two three one 2 3 one Or whatever it may be Who should play out of all those midfielders Should Albina Yeti And Odson Edward Play up front together What's Jeremy Frimpong bringing It looks like he'll play Because Forrest was injured Does Yunusi come in On the left Because he scored the winner the other night So many questions You can provide the answers Let's hear it right now 01419511025 These are the thoughts of Neil Lennon
6: It is a tough game You know and Hibs will be buoyed by You know good performance And a very very good result last weekend. They made a great start to the season. Um playing with a lot of confidence. So yeah, it's a game that it, well, immediately comes to the forefront of our minds now. And we'll probably be even looking at analysis on the plane on the way back. I think we're sort of you know in the rhythm now, in match rhythm. You know, and we have freshened the team up as we've gone along because it's been a big ask and it's one that we want. You know, we want the games we players now, if they're, you know, playing regularly yeah, they'll just do a second day of recovery on Saturday and then get ready for the game again on Sunday. And it's just a question of showing them uh, the strengths and weaknesses of, of Hibs.
14: When you come up against the best teams, you have to be prepared to have put contact on them, and, and they would expect it. And, and through my experiences as a player and now in coaching and management, the very best teams are not slow at doing that to you as well. It, just people don't notice it as much, but the, the guys at the top level don't, go and don't get there without being used to dealing with contact. And so we, we, I was pleased in terms of how we, we, we dealt with all aspects of the game. I thought we, um, we made it difficult for Rangers, but albeit I had to defend stoutly at times, but in possession I thought we carried a threat, and so that is a balance you like to have within every game.
1: Right let's bring in Paul Who's a Celtic fan On the line I mentioned just a a couple of those questions Paul I keep seeing it Debate on the phone On social media Celtic fans You hear from You know who should play And who shouldn't What are your own thoughts on it?
15: Yeah hi Gordon Hi guys Hi Hi Paul Uh, My thought is I believe I heard that Scott Brown's injured Is that that right? If if, if Scott Brown's injured I would give uh, David Turnbull his first start
1: Yeah I don't think It's Uh, it's infinite or anything But um I could be wrong on that one I don't think it's it's confirmed So Only if he's injured though Paul You're, you're not You wouldn't be taking him out If he's Fully fit Or would you?
15: Uh, I, I possibly would I, I, If he's not fully fit I would rather He him on as a sub To To finish the game To shore things up If we're, if we're winning uh, I would I'd be meeting Callum McGregor, McGregor Captain Because I think he would be The future captain uh, I think I wouldn't have in the team I him on the bench because I think the guys want away, uh, and I don't really see. As I said before, I don't see. I don't see the benefit of the team. But well, all depends what kind of mood he's in. Uh, maybe one in five. He's, he's. They talk about Edward, about the way he acts on the park. Uh, I think in Chams worse that the the whole body language. I, I just don't think he wants to be there. Uh, but I think it's time we Tumble's the future. Tumble really he needs to get a game now, you know. It uh, started well. He, he came in, he was fit Motherwell, so I know he said we bats, but I think this would be an ideal game for him to come in and let's see what he can do.
4: Paul, would you stay with
15: the the back three or would you go to a back four? <laughs> uh, see, I don't know. We frimp on I mean, I. I'm no I'm, I'm not a fan of wing backs. Um I I I like guys to be kinda I think this is where Celtic have done well with kinda specialised positions. I think Jeremy Finphong's a winner. a winger, sorry. Uh, and I think I I would always have I would always have seen Duffy in the middle. Uh, the sitting guy and I thought I thought Big Beaton was alright the other night. I've uh, if Ayer's not fit uh, Sorry if, if, uh, Julian. Julian's not fit uh, But I, I don't I don't know I, I think it's I think it's more about uh, The attacking Rather than defending I, I think that We're due to give somebody A, a good doing I don't know if it will be Hibs But I don't think we've particularly carried the luck either like the way it happened the other night it was was 1-0 but really should have been more than
2: that Paul I can accept what you're saying other than I think tomorrow it's about attacking and defending because this is a hip side Jamie Murphy, Christian Deutsch, Martin Boyle if ever a side looked equipped to get at Celtic who can sometimes be not the most resolute to put it that way Uh, Even with the addition of Shane Duffy I think tomorrow it is partly about defending Because Hibs have the players uh, who can Mm. make life awkward for you Where's that balance then
1: for you guys? Because clearly on one hand you're Celtic and you're at home And Mm. you're the favourites for pretty much every game domestically You've got the best players, the biggest squad, you win etc etc So you do your game plan and you, you you don't worry Too much Or or as as much as you might About the opposition However You are up against As Hugh mentions Take Martin Boyle for instance If there is a debate to be had Like you guys are asking about Is it three at the back What about the wing backs You know Is Taylor a wing back Can El Yunusi play wing back Is Frimpong Is Forrest You know If if there's a debate there If there's a concern about Wide areas Surely Martin Boyle Is not the type of guy You want to leave running in behind
3: No not at all But I would imagine That Jack Ross Will be thinking more Of his tactics Than Whitney Lennon will He's at Celtic Park. He's got the riches there that he can pick from. The big debate is for Celtic, basically, is to pick the right team and the right formation to win on the day. And if they play to their capabilities, they will win on the day. As much as Hibs have improved, you know, I'm not getting carried away with it. Hibs getting through there and it's it's going to be the. A massive, massive If Celtic go and play The way they can play Terrorise them they'll, they'll,
1: they'll win the game But hold on You're not going to meet Anyone who doesn't agree With that That's yeah. that's not groundbreaking Everyone knows that But people like Paul Or whoever's tweeting Or calling or well, saying I don't that, think Celtic, they'll, they'll that Celtic no, But hold on People are saying That Celtic Haven't performed Like they can no, they In haven't. the last
3: Couple of months But what happens If they do But the thing is What I'm trying to get My point over is Neil Lennon won't be too um, caught up with Hibs For instance Boyle Now I think Boyle's a very decent player Good player for Hibs Gives him a, a great out with his pace But I'm sure Neil Lennon will be More concentrating on a couple of things Getting the right team The right tactics Getting back to being sharp And getting back to scoring goals And winning in style I don't think he'll be he'll do his homework in Hibs Of course he will but I don't think you'll be over doing it because it's Hibs coming. I think you'll be treating the same way if it was Motherwell's or Dundee United's or whatever it is. Yes, Hibs are now below Rangers and Celtic are the team that's probably the best out the rest. But I just think Celtic at home. So you would pay more attention to what they do than Dundee United, surely? No, I wouldn't. No, what I'm saying is, I don't if they're, if they're think. Better, I think Neil Lennon will be more interested in his players. Starting to up the gears for him. See, he's uh, winning ugly just now. He's coming in for a bit of criticism. These players are coming in for criticism. His he's, um, his systems coming in for criticism. You're looking. They've got the same goal average as Rangers, who have been absolutely brilliant. If they won a game in hand, they're top of the league, and then they're the same Europe uh, European competitions as Rangers, who take all the pats in the back because of how well they're doing.
2: I think Neil Lennon's just looking for a trigger. To start the season in plain style If there were 60,000 there tomorrow What a game we'd have But Celtic Celtic by Neil Lennon's admission Are toiling with People deprivation And it was Neil who raised the subject of The club considering bringing in a psychologist Uh, And it was Dermot Desmond The owner of the club Who said that Celtic had a psychological block When they played in Europe So I think Given the way they've started the season They have to be wary of Martin Boyle And Kevin Nisbet And Doidge So I think it is partly About defending As well as attacking tomorrow
4: Yeah you obviously have to keep the back door uh, Kind of closed I think in terms of the way Celtic are playing They'll be looking for a lot more fluency And I think that's one of the things They're getting kind of bogged down The tempo of the play And I think And the thing is Because of the personnel They have middle to front And the goals within that team I think Neil will be looking if they can hit any sort of level, regardless of what they do at the back. He will feel
3: as if they can go and win. The big thing for me and, and for the supporters gone quickly is I am desperate to be in here to see what team he plays.
1: Well, that's what the. That, it's a great question. And I'm wondering what Paul thinks. Paul, let's start at the top. If you like a Yeti, does he play alongside Edward or not? No, I
15: think I think they'll keep a Yeti in the bench. Uh, I think he, he's something He's some on. I think Edward. I know there's a lot of people saying he's looked into that I, I think Edward's due to spring into life. And I mean, I mean, I know he scored goals. That sounds ridiculous, but yeah, I don't think things will be coming off for him. So, I, but the thing I like about a Yeti is again, he's this out and out striker. He's he's not. He doesn't run about too much. He's I like,
4: I like him He specialises He's a good, a
15: really
4: good guy To bring on uh, I don't think He'll start the two I yeah. don't know yeah, I'd la- I, I say don't know If there's Sorry Sorry I was just about to say there Paul I, I actually think They'll go back to back four tomorrow With Pong Duffy Ayer Taylor Brown and McGregor Forrest on the right hand side Christie in between I think
1: Forrest might be struggling No he's got that bone bruising or, From the Christie, other night
4: Christie Elanoussi And Edward up top And it's back to the old Um Four two three one, Which has been really good for them The familiar uh,
1: shape um, Tony's on Twitter Wants to see El Yunusi playing as a 10 He says We need more defensive If we needed a more defensive minded Central midfielder Which we don't Bring in Sorrow If not McGregor, Turnbull and Christie As the 3 The energy in midfield Would blow anyone in Scotland away uh, And the Celtic Ray says Celtic should be going 4-3-3 With a midfield 3 Of McGregor Cham Or Turnbull And Christie Up front should be El Yunusi, Ayete And Edward. Brown's been poor Forrest is injured
2: Well I don't know how anyone can know About Ishmael sorrow Because he's had about two minutes on the park Since he arrived Uh, Turnbull I I could easily make a case out For Turnbull playing tomorrow If Scott Brown does not make it Because of injury If he's fit to play Then I believe that Neil Lennon Will persevere with his captain Um, El Yunusie After that midweek goal You know There's a real player inside El Yunusie We haven't seen it this season he did well last season for Celtic uh, But I think after that goal in Latvia um, He'd be in my thoughts for tomorrow uh, Well, I think we heard from Paul
1: talking about a Yeti What about you two?
3: I think because of Forrest being injured now tomorrow I think he'll probably stick with his three I think from Pong If you're talking about El coming on And scoring the goal And Hughes saying "Well, he merits maybe starting tomorrow I think with the performance of Young Frimpong on Thursday night, he certainly oh, yeah. merit, merit Without start. So I think he'll I think he'll will probably go with the the three tomorrow two wing backs. He's middly apart. He's his big one, and I think he will go with Yeti and Edward up top. It, where,
4: where does El come into the reckoning in that shape then? I Pop- don't think
3: he'll play El you know. Yeah,
4: I just think because of the way he spoke after the game about your application and things, you know, you would maybe throw him back in because he's got to give well, him a push to no. straight back in the bench. That's a
2: dilemma for me uh, yeah. with regard to Celtic. You know, Neil Lennon has gone from game to game, changing three and four players at a time, game to game, domestic to European. And you get the impression that tomorrow he will change another three or four. And that's what is disconcerting for the Celtic supporters. They don't see a settled team. Um, At the moment They're winning games But without entertaining the fans To the extent that they are capable of doing All right, thank you to Paul
1: Anthony's on Twitter He says Hugh keeps talking about how Hibs and their attackers Can get at Celtic's defence I'm sure the Hibs defence are more worried about Edward and Ayeti and co Than the other way around It's 01419511025 Uh, Twitter is at ClydeSSB St Mirren fans where are you? Where did it go wrong today? Where has it been going wrong this season? We'll Hopefully, hear from Jim Goodwin and the other today's managers next.
0: It's Clyde One, Super Scoreboards Open Line, 01419511025.
1: Let's hear from some of today's managers, still plenty of time to get your calls in, 01419511025. Livingston went into today bottom of the table, but a 2 0 victory at home to St Johnson. Uh, very much what Gary Holt was hoping for It's lifted them up the league a bit Here's what the manager had to say
14: I think we got what we deserve For views that have seen us quite a lot this season so far I think we've played the majority of games we've, we've had a lot of possession We've had chances uh, We've not been clinical And then we've been getting punished So really pleased with taking the chances And even happier with people putting their bodies in the line Throwing their heads into him where it gets hurt Nikki Devlin throwing himself into Block Across the, the last minute of the game And two very good goals Great play We took it Really well. It was it was one of those that every time somebody set it back, it was it put something in a tackle and it's felt him, But to, to, to finish it the way he did, I think it was probably the one place you could have put it. So really pleased for me, man, because he came in last Saturday it was it was excellent. But then as a striker, you you're judging goals as well, more so by use. Uh, and people watching the game so um delight for him to get a goal and um, his link-up play was brilliant as well for the second a great finish but need to still getting away oh. through the comparisons it's that's, that's unfair in, in Um he does enough uh, and merits playing at this level and take the chances and he gets into areas um, maybe it's a, uh, an unconscious kind of thing that he does he just finds he's sitting there this he picks up a lot of second balls in the area and he can, he can strike it with both feet, that's a
1: pleasing thing But it's a great finish Ah, I see you cynical old newspaper types You hoping for a James Forrest comparison With Alan there
2: Well you see, Gary's got a column in the Sunday Mail So he's one of us as well So he can shut up <laughs> uh, But he's he done very well Got Livy off the, the bottom of the table And scored a couple of goals They did well at Celtic Park last week And they have overcome the talk about Lyndon Dykes—he's been sold. That's the end of Libby. No, no, not at all. Uh, so you're doing a grand job. Just don't hit the profession, Gaz. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alex, we're oh, see the old you let that go no, there. Gone, didn't no. that's
1: why I asked him. Uh, we're great at at sort of jumping to conclusions and making snap judgments because Livingston. I've got yeah. that small budget They had come up and really punched above their weight The fact that they hadn't started the season well A lot of people were probably looking and saying Ah well, that's them, that's it they're, they're Finally, their time's up They've had a good run And we'll expect them to struggle this season And by the way, they still might But it's a, a whole different look about the season If you can get wins like that
4: Yeah, without doubt I think the home form's pivotal I think, was it 13 months that they haven't won on grass Which is ridiculous when you think about it So the home form will be the deciding factor Where they finish up in the season Gordon, that's him up to ninth. They're one, 1-1 one away from the top six But it is so condensed And as Dad says earlier on If you can muster up a couple of decent results it just catapults you up a nice little bit of the table
3: It shows you Alex how tight it is You've just said They're 1-1 they're one, one away from the top six Up until today The 1-1 one, one game mm-hmm. So that's their yeah. second victory So it shows you how tight it has gone That's why I'm saying that
1: The table's not telling uh, you much yeah, is it? Yeah correct um, let's hear from Mickey Mellon. It was all football friends before the game. Him and Brian Rice, honestly what a, a loving it was. They couldn't have been more fulsome in the praise for each other They drew one all as well
10: A share of the spoils Here's what Mickey Mellon made of it Not annoyed because I, that's no fair That's not my job to be annoyed But Maybe frustrated Because we did have some clear cut chances I mean and on another day If you go one of them You would be expecting to take them That's not criticism It's just when you're 1-0 up at Hamilton And you get the opportunities You must take them Because they're a constant threat So you always know that If you don't get that second You might run the risk Somebody might just knock off at some moment standing here now yet yeah, probably frustrated we didn't get the second goal but we have to say that to create that many chances at a tough place like Hamilton we have to look at the positives and say well at least we're doing that on another day we have to be more clinical it was that one moment wasn't it that anything can happen from a set play can it any of the teams in Scotland can come here and set plays can happen like that yeah that's the only moment I think a goalkeeper was asked a question to work I think apart from that we'd we defended pretty much everything that was flung at us. I mean, countless amount of corners. But it is what it is. So now we, we, we move into next week. We'll, we'll take whatever we can out of it and try and keep improving the group and, and move it forward.
1: Take whatever we can out of it. I suspect another goal for Lauren Shankland would be
2: high up on that. Yeah, I like it when Mickey Mellon says it's not his job to be annoyed. He's correct. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> not your job to annoy. You've got it the wrong way around. Well, I'll, I will annoy and I will be annoyed. I was born to be annoyed. Um, Lauren Shankland, though Alex, yeah, it, yeah I mean, you, w- weeks. you want three points, I'm sure.
1: You know, Mickey Mellon might not care too much about who it is that gets the goals, but there's it, been a lot said about Shankland and how will he cope in the top flight, and then the injury comes and you go a few weeks, and you know, obviously hasn't scored yet, hasn't been playing a lot. So to get two and two, yeah, will that be him up and running now yeah. and, and looking forward to doing it more often?
4: Yeah, as I said earlier on the show, Gordon, he scored seven goals in eight games against Premier League opposition. So uh, I think Mickey Mellon will be hoping that the window comes shuts quickly and shanklin's still at Dundee United because if they lose him obviously
3: would suggest oh, okay, if, if, you, if you're season. at Dundee United and you've got shanklin what, what if you're a manager what are you looking what target are you looking at for and, and what shanklin goals yeah i would suggest around about the
4: 15 i think that'd be reasonable for shanklin you know because he, i think he takes penalties as well doesn't he Do uh, you know,
1: uh, nicky clark takes some as right. well so look, i'm not sure about that but,
4: but i think 15's are a reasonable i just gave you a statistic there he scored 7 out of 8 Against Premier League opposition, you know what
2: I say to you: that the pandemic has changed everything, because clubs are hemorrhaging money, and if somebody comes in for Lauren Shankland, Dundee United have to think about it, because here we are in the midst of all outgoings, no incomings, no people.
1: But if clubs are hemorrhaging money, then you won't get good money from.
2: Yeah. If, if somebody, you know the bid, you know if, if all clubs are hemorrhaging money then they might not be the bid yeah but look at the look at the money it's been spent in England in spite of the pandemic um because they have a, a a contract a tv contract yeah but you know
1: the with and I'm a big fan of Lauren Shanklands but he ain't getting attention from the the top, the top level team. is he the clubs that he might be subject or yeah. you know maybe they're struggling financially as well it's been I, I know what you're saying it certainly has changed things but it's been
2: unpredictable rather than I hope he stays I hope he stays and uh, enhances and enriches Dundee United's season Um, I'm just saying that whether it's Dundee United whether it's Lauren Shankland or any other club or any other player the pandemic until October five. Changes everything I think one of the things For Dundee United's
4: Perspective is That they still have The boy under a Two year contract You know if he was Going into the last year His contract then I think there'd be Plenty of suitors Trying to kind of As you say Gordon Chance Around with a lower bid
15: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Right let's hear from The managers from One of the other Big games today St Mirren losing Again uh, On a real run of defeats A winless run as well There was another draw Before uh, there was a draw before the run of defeats kicked in, I should say So struggling down at the bottom at the moment But it is early,
6: everyone is tight Here's what Jim Goodwin had to say We speak the truth after every game with the group And it's uh, another defeat, there's no getting away from that And we're extremely disappointed about that But um, nah, look, I've got every faith in the in the squad that I've put together I, I think first half, Kilmarnock were a better team I think we sat off them too much, we didn't get close enough to them Um Albeit, that's not where the goal comes from. You know, the goal we need to defend better. You know, we we're weak in the middle of the park, and then we get done with a one-two uh, on the far side, and then we don't defend the cross well enough. And that's been a an issue in the last five or six weeks. That you know, balls coming in our box, we haven't been able to defend them well enough. Uh, second half, I thought we were the better team. I thought we were you know in Kilmarnock's half for the majority of the game. Uh, sorry, majority of the second half, and um, you know we just. Lacked a little bit of cutting edge in the final third We got in some good areas But we didn't put enough good balls in To give our striker something to go and attack The odd half chance that we did have Unfortunately didn't fall kindly for us And we weren't able to, to capitalise So it's another defeat It's really, really disappointing The run that we're on after such a bright start to the season But um, you know, I've got every confidence that we can turn it around As I said, we've got a really decent squad there We've still got three or four very good players To come back from suspension and injury and um, I think once we get our strongest team on the pitch We'll be uh, You know We'll, we'll turn the corner
1: There is the challenge Looking for a bit of cutting edge But it, it's the hardest thing to come by Absolutely.
6: isn't
4: it Yeah,
3: try and like find it. that next win You know It's like a striker That's not scoring goals You're really desperate for something to come along I think St Myrna Like that just now um, They had high hopes to started off the season Well you can't Jim can't look at his board And think Well I never get back They brought in what we thought was good, experienced players, especially at the back, but they're in free fall just now. Well, I next, think that is three Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Next Aberdeen three games,
2: Aberdeen away, unlikely to get anything there. Motherwell in Paisley, a, a resurgent Motherwell team, a good Motherwell team. Um, I would suggest unlikely to get anything out of that either. Next, Steve McQueen. I know what
1: you're saying about you know Motherwell looking a bit better recently, but at, at home, I think it's a bit early to. To, to write that off as a fixture that St. won't get anything from. And I say that as somebody that's, who. That's
2: your opinion, and you are perfectly entitled to it. However, I am here as a pundit, and in my opinion. Your predictions are hopeless, though, as well. That may very well <laughs> be acknowledged. As I always I say go to good. you, couldn't go on. from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. I think. So sorry,
4: if you're, to. Be, I think when he went Into this season When we Because we touched it At the start of the season When they get a couple Of very good uh, results Their back line looked Brilliant You know Mm -hmm. on paper You know very experienced guys I think that would be A disappointment in losing goals
2: I will stick to my guns And say they will not Get anything at Aberdeen They will not get anything (laughs) Out of Motherwell And they will need to Fight Like Anything To get Beat Steve McQueen And the great escape artist From Hamilton So get your money on Nine 18th. points coming up some Mirren fans You'll be delighted with that um,
1: Yeah we we even spoke Before the game um, Not This isn't about Patting ourselves in the back And being able to identify These things But you know Maybe just trying to look at that Best combination Alex You get into the season Where you think I think most people thought Abika would be the man yep. Finish the season strongly um, Lee Erwin comes in He played today with Mariah. Abika so was on the bench He came on um, Just about trying to find the the best combination But as Jim Goodwin said though It's alright You have to get the service To them as well
4: Yeah without doubt And was, uh, it wasn't there today You know you have to Give credit to command as well They defend brilliantly Broadfoot and Finley Put their head in Where it matters And it's very difficult For me you have to get Beyond them And get round the face It becomes a bit more of a A, a, a challenge for them But they're not, it's not happening For some reason. But they just have to get An ugly win from somewhere To get
3: going in the right direction I thought that was the difference In the teams today Alec I thought Camarnock had their best players On the pitch Best formation Everyone knew Their uh, their jobs Responsibilities And I think that's What what they come away With three points I really do I think Jim needs to Abika is probably His, his best striker But right? Daz You've been there yourself When you see when
4: results Are going badly You try everything Of
3: course you do <laughs> And I know Jim's doing that And he works very hard at it But I just feel that He needs to look at His best 11 Get them into the system It suits And just go with it
1: Another good win for like Nicky Cabamba's Proving to be one of the standouts early on In the Premiership That's him up to four goals this season Much to the delight of his manager Alex Dyer
9: Yeah, very delighted um, Good performance to a man They worked hard like they did last week Got a good result Because it's a tough place to come We've done that We did it last week with ten men We've done it again today Could have had more than one goal To be honest But um, I'm happy with the, with the result
6: Pleasure to ban the delivering for
9: you Yeah, he's had a call up For the national team this week He's been excellent since he's been at this football club works hard for the team and now he's getting a little bit of reward by scoring goals. Another today as well. Yeah well Berkey is Burke, you know I mean he's been brilliant all season. 36 and still going like he's 21 so I hope it continues we manage him during the week, he, you know, he works hard and, you know, give him the days that he needs the days to rest up, it's just about managing his body and keeping him sharp and, and, and he shows what he can do on the pitch every week
7: Alex, he was lucky to get back on his, his feet after Sean, his challenge, what, did you, what was your take That was that a bit naughty?
9: Nah, it's football man, we, everyone's like moaning and when we make a tackle these days, it was a tackle and we he got up and we carried on with the game Ref's there to make a decision he didn't, you know, he made one, and we just move on with it.
12: Kabamba got the important goal. Do you think there are more goals in him? Is he one of these guys with confidence and recognition he's getting that he can deliver more regularly? Yeah,
9: I hope so. I really do. I believe he can. I believe if he keeps doing what he's doing, the goals will come. If we keep creating chances for him, he'll score goals we still got Brophy To come back in the team You know Kilty pops up With his goals So it's not just about him If we can share it out But if he's playing up front You know we want him to score
1: uh, Right Hugh I'm uh, Just watching <laughs> If you're interested In England West Brom have gone 2-0 up um, On Chelsea In that one But we are out of time We've got big game tomorrow Big show for us What have you
2: made of it all? Well today The big winners are Alec Dyer at Kilmarnock Gordon at Gary Holt At Livingston And I count Brian Rice a winner Even though it was a draw between Hamilton and Dundee United he just keeps picking off the points and there's an absolute refusal to accept that they are the underdogs in this league tomorrow the big game of course is Ross County against Aberdeen for the rural communities uh, for people who live in the mainland the big games are at Motherwell and at Celtic Park and am I looking forward to them Yep, it'll be an absolute cracker Which means a long old
1: shift for us But we love it, you can't beat it Football on a Sunday, more than 6 hours of it We're on air at 11.45 It'll be one of those rare good mornings And welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard But we're looking forward to it And we're looking forward to you joining us Just as you did today, thanks for listening Thanks for all the calls and tweets We will be back tomorrow And in the meantime, the sun is shining Your weekend can properly get started GBX up next